Welcome to Deep Folking, the only subsidiary project of GFY LLC, personally endorsed by Victor. I am Nathan, and we are going to be having a fun conversation today. And uh, I am joined by Dan. Hi, I'm Dan. Why, why are you leading this? Oh, right. I'm sorry. Yeah, Victor asked that if I were going to step in, that I be in complete control. Uh, because he would not have it any other way for himself. Great. I fucking hate this. Yeah. yeah this is yeah, awesome. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as well as Brett. Hello, Brett. Hey, guys. It's Brett. I'm I not, personally am so excited. I can't wait for this to be done. It's going to be awesome. This is the best day of my life. Is Victor <laughs> punishing us? Is that what's happening, Brett? Is that what like, this what did is? We, what did we do to deserve this? I think that my deal included equity as well uh, in GFY LLC. I'm pretty sure. Wait, I don't remember. But that means he only has his own equity to pull. For. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him keep. Yeah, this is equity. great. Yeah, this you is know good. What? Let him good. Yeah, that's keep it up. Solid You're doing business great. decision, Victor. And also, yep. Nathan, welcome aboard. <laughs> Thank you very much. You should ask for exactly five percent equity. Yeah, if you could get five percent equity, that would be amazing. And I think that's fair work for fair pay, you know? I don't know how the equity breakdown works, so I don't get the joke. Just that's ask. okay. Don't worry about it. Ask for I asked for 100% of his that's, equity. And I signed something that said 100%. And it had your signature on it, Brett. Yeah, I just signed whatever. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, what, are we, what are we talking about tonight, not Victor? Yes, I'm super excited. So I've been doing some research recently on uh korea why is uh, there like another podcast you do or something believe, <laughs> believe you, it or not i might starcraft be starcraft fan <laughs> uh yes uh <laughs> that is that is uh an, an interest of mine uh in south korea you know but i've been doing a lot of research on modern korean history but it led me down a rabbit hole into ancient korean history um and korean religion so I want to talk with you guys a little bit today about Korean shamanism. Now, first of all, what do you guys know about the religion in Korea today? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I assume I assumed Christianity. <laughs> you guys literally were both right right there when you talked over each other. It is about 48% Buddhism, 48% Roman Catholic, and then some other percent something whoa, else. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Catholic? Catholic? Roman Catholic. Really? Huh. That's fascinating. Yes. Yep. So About, wait, uh, does oh, the Pope go to Korea? He would have to, I would imagine. So it's we could such a we could have a Korean mm-hmm. Pope one day. That would be the best. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> now that I believe is a study that was taken about South Korea, but most of what I'm gonna talk with you guys about today was long before the 20th century. Uh, evo- evolution of the Korean Peninsula long before North and South Korea were separate um, states. To, to clarify, North Korea is best Korea. Is that correct? Right. North okay, Korea is so. best Korea. Yes. Good. Uh, so, yeah. So, so when uh, Korean mythology started, now, firstly, Korean mythology is very, very similar to Greek mythology in the sense that it's a polytheistic, multiple deities, um, each representing something different in that culture. Uh, but it's very, very different in the sense that Greek mythology has a very uh, sort of clear-cut pantheon of deities. Huh. Um, 
you know Zeus is Zeus, you know he's in charge. Each The relationship between the Greek gods sort of stays the same. Their role sort of stays the same. Sure, they um, represent something. Right, exactly. Right. They have a yeah. pantheon that they, or they have a, uh, what is it called? Um, not pantheon, the word is uh, domain that they, they yeah, own. Yeah, yes. Okay, yes. And Korean deities are similar. They have a domain, but it can kind of change, or they can change names, or certain translations or versions of the myth might represent someone as one gender and the other another. Like, I think there's one story where someone is a person's brother, and in a whole other version of the story, they're their sister. Huh. Uh, yeah. So it's a little less clear cut, but I want to tell you guys some quick Korean myths. That, I'm very uh, excited about this. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing about Korea at all. I <laughs> and, knew nothing about this ahead of time. And interestingly enough, this this so I've I've done research into like Shintoism in Japan, which has always been fascinating to me because it's a polytheistic religion that still exists, right? Where mm-hmm. they believe in there's a god of agriculture, a god of traffic, a god of you know, travel, a god of family, like... Mm -hmm. There are plenty of polytheistic (laughs) religions still, Dan, that not only exist, but have many adherents to them. Hold on. What I meant to say was uh, commonly practiced and still considered the the religion of a nation. Okay, that's fair. I'll accept that. And so that's why this is fascinating, because this seems like it's kind of cut from the same cloth. It's, it is, and actually, as even though it's not widely spread and still practiced, there is still Korean shamanism being practiced. No shit. Uh, these st- yeah, these they stories are still being... They have shamans be- there. They have shamans, and most of this uh, this uh, practicing is unique to Jeju Island, J-E-J-U Island, which is off uh, the coast of South Korea. Huh. So specifically out on this island, a lot of these stories are told, a lot of this belief actually is still maintained, even though it is very closely related to ancient mythology um, and, and you know, polyistic, you know, religions and stuff like that. So okay. Okay. really quick, the first two I want to tell you guys about are obvious creation and underworld myths, right? How did the world begin? Where do you go when you die? All right. So... The Korean creation myth is actually, there's there's like four different versions of how the world was created. And I'm going to butcher some names here. Uh, but the first creation myth, uh, and the most popular is Changsega is the name of the, of the myth. Um, and this is that in the beginning of everything, Mereyuk, who is the god of suffering and creation. So not only did he bring life into this world, he brought suffering into this world. Separated the sky. No, I thought sky. he was suffering. He created suffering. Huh. What a <laughs> bad he, thing to make. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and he didn't just, uh, I'm sorry, there, there is still a god of evil and chaos. So suffering and evil and chaos, those are different things in this world. Um, but Meru didn't like that the sky and the earth were touching each other, so he separated them. So that's why the sky is above us and we are on the earth. And the sky has to be held up somehow, otherwise how could it be up there? Right. Yeah, right. So the obvious explanation for that is that Mariuk put four copper columns on e- each corner of the obviously square or rectangular world. Huh. And okay. those, those okay, columns hold, hold up the sky. It's a flat square earth. Must be. That's, Fascinating. That's so weird because that seems like a combination of two things I'm familiar with, which is an ancient Chinese religion that believed in the, the gods of the four cardinal points, uh, mm-hmm. Suzaku, Seryu, Genbu, and Biako, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one was a tiger, one was a turtle snake, one was a phoenix, and one was a dragon. Um, but it also reminds me of from the Dark Tower, which I do believe is from um, the religion. I can't remember, but it was the idea that there are four cardinal animals holding up the earth. Like there's a turtle, sure. there's a bear, um, but like the idea that they hold on, we are mm-hmm. on their backs. Yeah. 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 This is columns specifically, which partially leads me to wonder, and I don't know this, but it partially leads me to wonder, did they observe something very tall or big in the distance, like a mountain or something, and sort of create that idea based on that? They thought they could observe those columns, or did they just ideate that idea out of nothing? I don't know where the idea of there must be four copper columns that hold up the sky above our heads. Copper? Um, It might have been that they saw a volcano. That that could also mm. um, a lot of times in uh, polytheistic religions you have like different uh, tribes of gods that are from obviously like different time periods, and this mm-hmm. would might be a creation myth that is not from like the early like agrarian period yeah. of this religion, but from whenever people started settling and actually doing like metalworking, and probably around the same time that agriculture started too. Yeah. So this to true. me reads as a more like advanced uh set of gods than maybe what the original like primal one so you think about like a god of hunting that's pretty yeah. obviously like b- maybe before we had like permanent shelters uh sure but then you get into oh, like, a, a god that, or god a goddess of blacksmithing uh that that is indicative that well first of all that had to <laughs> exist at that point in time in order for it to be created so yeah, it was pre-industrial revolution right right, right. yeah like maybe like oh god like a iron like bronze age iron age time period you know so if the, yeah. that hmm. might be where this is that time period that this is coming from. I think yeah. it's fascinating. I've never heard of any creation myth involving like an actual object that wasn't like a totemic animal holding up the world. So that's right. super yeah. fascinating. This that's- is something that was like constructed. Yeah. Well, and this story ends with obviously there must be evil in the world. So uh Siukga, who is basically the Loki, he's he's the god of mischief, comes down, wins a battle with Meruk. Uh, they battle and he wins and he gets to rule Earth and he fills it with evil. Um, oh. and with deceit and lies. Oh, he, yeah, he so wins. Appara- <laughs> he wins. Yeah, so apparently the leader of Earth at the time of creation uh, was, yeah, was the bad guy. Well, that's huh. there's just fascinating. That is, there's that's an, amazing. There's another myth uh, meant to describe or, or explain the creation of uh, terrestrial, uh, you know, features, mountains, cliffs, that sort of thing. And it states that Grandmother Mago... Uh, who is sort of a celestial being, she created all of the geological features by combining rock, clay, and then her own feces and urine. Oh, good, good. Yes, yeah. Well, to be so, fair, feces at a certain point in history was not really as considered as gross as it is now. It was something, like, I think of a, the scene from John Adams where he picks up the fertilizer and, like, presses it against his face and, like, takes a big sniff and goes, like, oh, this it's good fertilizer, right? Like... Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, It was probably a very useful thing at that point in time. (laughs) Yeah. And then the last. Fascinating. Last creation myth I'll tell you is there's one where, and it's Dang Chil Siong, apparently makes love to a woman named Lady Maiwa. Now, I don't know if these are both supposed to be gods already. This is just what their names are. But these are sort of mythical, you know, people of legend. Um, He makes love to her, gets her pregnant, and leaves. And he doesn't know he got her pregnant. Nice. So she has two kids, and she never tells him. 
So then later those kids decide that they want to find their biological father because they are made fun of for not having a father in school. So they go out on a spiritual quest to find their birth father. They find him. He lives in the sky. They ascend to the sky with him. And then he gives them each half of the land to rule. And then they become the first rulers of Earth. Huh. So a delinquent father passes out the <laughs> the yeah. rule of Earth to his bastards. That, there is a that oh, yeah. sounds like a, a the story of Hercules, but told by an emperor who wanted like people to know like he was chosen for divine purposes. Don't question. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah, that's a, a very interesting like feature of humanity to claim like your right to rule being linked to divinity. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Yep. <laughs> there always happened. There are a lot of gods having sex with other gods and then those kids uh, becoming rulers of certain areas of Korea, um, specifically. So like the underworld myth. So we'll go into that really quickly. Uh, wh- one of the uh, myths of the underworld is uh, a man and a woman have seven daughters in a row and they are pissed that they can't have a boy. So the seventh daughter, they're just so mad at her. They put all of that anger on her and they kick her out of the house. Uh, And so she has to go. Yeah, she doesn't get to live with them anymore. Then one day they get sick. She travels to the underworld to find a cure. And while down there finds the cure, but in in response has to take over the underworld. So she becomes the God leading people from earth to death. Huh? Someone's got to do it. (laughs) That's an interesting, uh, like, underworld ruler story too like because it's like not it's um it's not like the it's like a punishment area it's like well you went down there now you can't come back type deal well there's a second one that's exactly that same way a guy named doryang travels to the underworld uh basically to capture the god of the underworld yamra who's like hades so he travels down there to capture him because his three sons have died and he wants to capture yamra to get them back but he uh, apparently he gets help from the god of the kitchen and the god of doors, <laughs> um, <laughs> which are two different Korean gods. Got and it. I'm going to tell Wait, you. Hold about on, clarifying point: when, when we say god of doors, do we mean of like the doors in your room or yes. the musical group the doors? Not not the god of the of lizard Jim king himself. <laughs> <laughs> I did research That's that he's the god of actual yeah. doors. He is yeah. one of the household gods. Um, that represents doors. That's, so, that's interesting. I, I fucking love the, polytheist religions that have like yep. such specific deities and like the the concept oh. of the house gods is a, one that's very near and dear to my heart. I yeah. love that shit. Uh, yeah, these get great. Like it's like. But, um, have, have you guys ever heard of Janus uh, from Greek mythology? Or he might be Roman. I, f- I forget which one. But he's the, the two faced god I've of entry. I've heard of it, but I don't remember. Yeah. What it, is what is he? If you ever see Janus, it's actually what January is named after. Um, but he's a oh. god that has a face on the front and a face on the back because he's the god of entryway. And January is the entryway into the new year, looking back oh. on the old and into the new. So that's kind of where the name comes from. That's cool. Yeah. Huh. Uh. Well, there are a lot of, of gods in here that have really specific things that they reside over. So kitchen and doors is one of them. And I'll tell you just a few more really quick. Um, <clears throat> two last two myths I want to tell you guys about have to do with those. First is a myth about childhood disease. So okay. is there a there god of are, childhood disease? <laughs> no, but there are 53 smallpox gods. Wow. <laughs> that is... Uh, 
excessive. are they all on the quest for the cure or like what what no they have the ability to give people smallpox to kill them how do oh, they they're... feel about vaccines i doubt there were vaccines when this myth was created so here's the quick story. Three of the 53 smallpox gods, first of all, they all reside in China, but three of them want to move to Korea because it's so beautiful. <laughs> that's good fucking propaganda right there. <laughs> yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> so they, uh, they get help from, uh, I believe, Munshin is the name, but it's essentially a goddess from Korea who guides them into Korea, but they get to a river that they're not allowed to cross. And there's a ferryman who said... Hey, smallpox gods, I'll let you cross the river if you help me have sex with that goddess. Nice. <laughs> nice. Yep. Okay. I get so his motivation tr- 100%. Yeah. He tries to get them to pimp out the goddess. She apparently is just present for that conversation, hears it, beheads him, and then gives smallpox to his seven children, and they all die. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but you know what? He tried. Yep. Yeah. Now, he that's the, a, second, he had a goal. the second story where seven kids, I think I have three stories where there are seven kids, for whatever reason, having seven children is representative of, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, that's a powerful uh, number in a lot of cultures, so that's, that yep. makes sense to me that that would be in a mythology story. Yeah. And lastly, really quick, I'll tell you, there are, again, a lot of gods. So there's the god of, obviously, death, but there's also the god of storage and wealth. There is the goddess of the birth of cattle. Okay. There is the goddess who kills babies. Uh, oh. There is the spy king of the gods. Um, Fascinating. Yep. Oh my gosh, yes. There's some, obviously like a moon goddess, right? Yeah, goddess of sexual relationships. Goddess of beggars. Uh, sun god. But Obviously. my favorite, my favorite goddess in Korean shamanism has to be Shuksin, the goddess of the toilet. Nice. Like the, the modern toilet. So it was more a toilet hole, a oh. hole in the ground in an outhouse. And she was the goddess of that. Now, firstly, she was an, she's considered to be an evil or malevolent deity. So <laughs> she, okay. she was created when she had two parents who were goddesses or god, a god and a goddess. And they banished her to the outhouse. I don't know why, but they didn't like her. So they banished her to the outhouse and she was stuck in there. And all she could do, she apparently had 10 centimeter long hair and she could only spend her time. She counted her hair, each individual strand. She counted her hair from the outhouse to which she was banished. So this story has led to some strange behaviors in this belief system in Korea. Specifically, on the 6th of the month, people would not go to the bathroom. So on this, on, or on rather on any number with a 6. So 6, 16, or 26th of the month, you could not go to the bathroom. The fear was that you would go in there and you would be knocked into the toilet hole. But you wouldn't die. It, you would just, you would just you be have... shit-covered. So you wouldn't die, but you would get sick. And the way they described this getting sick, but the way they described it was you must have touched her hair. Her hair gets you sick. And obviously I'm sure it was falling into a puddle of, of, of fecal matter that was getting them sick. Yeah, and you probably had an open cut somewhere that you weren't aware of. Yep. Oh, God. So Koreans in your mouth and your nose. <laughs> if they did want to go to the bathroom, they had to knock three times on the outhouse to go into the bathroom, or else she would knock you into the hole. That was another thing. 
And then if a child falls in, uh, there's a whole ceremony you have to do because the child will die unless you do the ceremony because it knocked her in. She apparently weaponized her hair, basically. Uh-oh. And that's how they pictured she would be in the outhouse. She would knock you into the hole. Can I can I can huh. I say what my theory is? What yes. what really happened here? The birth of this goddess. Uh, yeah. It was a household with nine people, two parents, seven kids. And yeah, obviously someone in that house, I'm going to go ahead and say the second oldest uh, uh, daughter uh, basically was really getting sick and tired of the other eight people in her house constantly coming in while she was in the bathroom and being like she could she had to wait in line all the time and she just wanted some me time. So she told everybody, hey. You got to knock three times or else, you know, something bad's going to happen. <laughs> that taught everybody to knock. Then everyone stopped going three days out of the month. Those were days where she was guaranteed some alone time and could take her right. time. Maybe, maybe read something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then really this, shit unbothered. The, this story also implies that she pushed her kid brother or sister into the hole and it died at one point for that to be part of the mythology. She killed one of her siblings in your version of the story. What yeah, that's the child that fell in, and that's why she then warned everybody, like, right. hey. Uh, oh, oh, okay, it died. Be careful with kids in the bathroom. Maybe do a <laughs> ceremony first. So that is some of the crazy amazing. gods and goddesses that exist. I know. It, 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 it was pretty incredible researching this, and there's a lot of, uh, obviously, polytheistic religions around the world that have very specific gods and goddesses like this, but... If you uh, out there, listeners, know of more crazy, weird gods or goddesses that exist in different cultures, feel free to tweet at us. Let us know about that so we can keep the conversation going online. Yep. And but if I, you need to remember that, is have. at Go Folk Podcast. Uh, you know, and also follow us on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave a review, talk about your favorite gods. And if I can say one more thing that I think is Please important do. and is. Truly, not only the view of Brett, myself, and Victor, and uh, obviously Victor's uh, 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 representative his proxy. here, his proxy, <laughs> uh, with this kind of interesting polytheism out in the world, I don't know how the fuck anybody chooses Judeo-Christianity as their religion. It's so boring. <laughs> There's right. so much option, so many options. Exactly. That's why you, that's, I'll give you I'm, myself as an example. <laughs> I am here, I am here for initiating Neo-Olympianism. This is the new age belief in Greek gods and goddesses. And that is now my religion. I'm You're not now about a the Hellenic Greek polytheist. What do you say? A Hellenic polytheist. <laughs> yes. Yeah. What? You don't like the Pantheon? That's not my Pantheon. If I'm going to subscribe to one, it's the Norse Pantheon. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, right. That would make you an ass drawer, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean I have to become a white supremacist now? Oh, no, they just, the the squeakiest wheel gets the most attention, unfortunately, in that community. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing real episodes soon, um, and Victor will stop punishing Brett and I. Uh, and if you're listening, Victor, give give Nathan more equity. Yeah. It's a really good decision. Yeah, I found out my 100% was just 100% of 5%, so I don't know if I like that. All right, that's an interesting development. Yeah, well, hey, uh, Brett, let's have an A-team meeting Yeah, real quick I agree. in the closet. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, yeah, good, good night, everybody. All right, yeah, everybody, and remember, go heckin' heck yourself. Yeah, you fuck face. Yeah. <laughs>